This is DWZ Podcast here, Deleted WrestleZone's very own podcast of professional wrestling with AEW, NXT, New Japan Pro Wrestling, Impact Wrestling, the National Wrestling Alliance, various promotions, wrestlers, matches, and championships. I am your host, Jay Wright here, folks. So welcome back for another episode here. Uh, we got two interesting uh, topics here to get down. Now, the first one... This one is something that I've been trying to get more information. This was announced not too long ago. We're talking about Terminus, which is known as the Modern Age Grappling Pro Wrestling. This was a promotion that was started by two best friends out in the Atlantic, Atlanta, Georgia area. I'm talking about the current, the, the recent Ring of Honor World Champion, Jonathan Gresham, and of course... We've seen this guy on AEW Dark many times over. I'm talking about Baron Black. Now, this promotion, I think some of you are maybe hearing this. Is this a new promotion in the wake of what happened with the releases? The answer to that is no. The idea of this promotion was something different. According to Baron Black and Jonathan Gresham, this was something they've been discussing for over for almost 10 years. This was a promotion that was 10 years in the works. So you can say to yourselves, wow, 10 years is a long time. Yeah, I was surprised too. So this is something different that they wanted to try, like something to present itself. Like, for example, like, if you guys know this, they it's like they want to bring in not just modern age grappling, but more like bring in the various styles of wrestling, such as guys like in the Japanese wrestling world, like like All Japan Pro Wrestling has King's Road, uh, New Japan has Strong Style, and uh, and of course uh, Pro Wrestling Noah has the Arc Style, and there's of course the t type like uh, Lucha Libre and, and all of that, and I think that kind of is something that they wanted to bring because this is something that they wanted to try differently because uh, uh, there's a lot of styles of wrestling and I think it's more something that many people can say. I mean, look, when I heard about this promotion, I thought, okay, this is something that maybe could be beneficial for pure wrestling, more like the grappling. Because here's what I, I want to confess to all of you guys. Um... When I first started getting to know Ring of Honor a long time ago, there was this title that was kind of like vacant, that hasn't been active. I'm talking about the Pure Championship. And I asked myself, what the hell is the Pure Championship? And when I saw John Gresham was pushing this title to come back, I'm like, whoa, this is something new. Now, some of you can tell me, but J-Rod, this is old. Yes, but whatever it's old, it can become new in the modern day. And there's nothing wrong with that. But watching the pure wrestling in Ring of Honor kind of got me thinking, wow, this is something different. And I, I appreciate what Jonathan Gresham can do. And I think that's something that could be beneficial for wrestlers who are grapplers. I mean, look, I have seen prior before Jonathan Gresham made it popular for me, there was guys like, um, you know, Matt Riddle, uh, Drew Gulak. Imperium, but I feel that Jonathan Gresham made it more popular again. And I know that many of these wrestlers that were into that style ended up in WWE. But 
they don't make that habit, like make it more matter in WWE. But in the independent wise, it does matter. And and I, I that's what makes me it, it want to be like I'm curious. I want to see what they can do. I'm like, I want to make it happen. Now, some of you probably say to me, "Is there any information about they're going to sign wrestlers?" Well, apparently they're not. Are they going to be involved in it? Uh, most likely no, because right now they just want to focus on getting up at the ground, getting the first show started. Uh, the first show will the first the first show will take place on January 16th of 2022, which is really close by, and almost a month away at the Croc Center in Atlanta, Georgia. As you know, both Baron Black and Jonathan Gresham are uh, Atlanta um, residents. I feel like it's going to be a perfect fit for them, uh, not only to you know make Atlanta more like a hot spot for wrestling, kind of like we have in Chicago, Seattle. Um, anywhere in the world, that's how it works. But it's gonna be great. And um, what else? There's still no word about championships. That's something that hasn't been. It's like it's already been thought of, but however, it hasn't been much discussed yet. They just want to see how this is going. Now, there's not a lot of information that's been going on, but according to Baron Black, uh, the first rose sold out. I'm like, whoa, that's kind of crazy. I didn't expect that at all. And I think that I think there are people curious, curious about it. And there, I'm here now. Wrestlers like Chris Jericho, um, many others, even WWE like Big E, Seth Rollins, they're praising these guys what they're doing. And I'm like, wow, that's kind of crazy and cool at the same time. I mean, you don't see this kind of thing happen overnight. I mean, people thought the same thing about. Um, all in when it first came out, you know, with that super show. And I think it's pretty amazing that that is happening. So I'm really, really looking forward to it. Now, here are the wrestlers that are, in fact, going to participate in Terminus. Oh, of, of, of course, I forgot. I forgot to mention this. Some of you can ask, are probably asking yourselves, J-Rod, how did he come up with the name Terminus? Well, there's two ways that people well, – there's one way that people thought of it that kind of fit to it. <laughs> you guys are going to laugh, but some people thought they got the name from The Walking Dead. You probably say, what? Yes, that's what people thought, The Walking Dead. But no, according to Baron Black in his words from uh, from recent interviews that he's been doing, uh, he said that he got this where he was doing research about the history of Atlanta, Georgia. And he said that he found this name that's from the 18th century called Terminus. And it kind of something that um, it was more of a co coincidental that that name appeared in it because it was like that. And they thought it was a good name, you know, to be used. And that's how the whole thing started. So, basically, it had nothing to do, but you can credit the the show as much as you want. But no, it's not, it didn't it didn't happen like that. So, I mean, coming up with the name is kind of hard. But people thinking this came from the show Walking Dead, but not to mention the Walking Dead took place in Atlanta, Georgia. That would make sense. It was just pure coincidence that people thought that. But no. Now, uh, back to where I was, uh, where I kind of stopped. There was. Uh, Who's participating now? You may have heard these names. Uh, we have 
uh, Invictus Cash, Hot Sauce Tracy Williams, Kira Hogan, JDX, Jay Lethal, Joe Keys, Fred Yehi, Lee Moriarty, Dante Caballero, Alex Coglin, Moose, Janakai, Bandito, and Daniel Garcia. Now, this is a very interesting li uh, people who are participating in the in this in this wrestling show. I'm like, okay, I feel like with the ones that they brought in, like Tracy Williams, uh, Jay Lito, Joe Keys, Freddie High, um, Lee Moriarty, Alex Coughlin, Jenna Kai, and Danny Garcia kind of fit the mold into the promotion. But uh, I'm kind of curious to see what the others would do. You know, Kara Hogan's amongst those that I'm kind of curious to see how this is going to go. But, uh,. I was hoping like guys like Josh Woods, uh, Rhett Titus, those guys, those who were like into that pure wrestling division style, I would, I was hoping that they might show up, but looks like, uh, I don't know. That depends how the first show goes. But like I said, I'm curious to see how the first show is going to take place, and I'm really, really, really like to say, I'm curious to see myself. So I can't wait. So hopefully things go according to plan for these guys. I wish nothing for the best. So I think we will wait and see when that day happens. Uh, don't know if it's going to be on Fight TV or anywhere else, but we'll see. But right now, I think let's move on to the final thing I'm going to be talking about. I'm keeping this a little short for all of you guys. I have other things I need to do right now. Uh, I'm going to be working on my next YouTube episode real soon, and I need to get that done. So, the next topic I want to talk about is, of course, it's an end of an era. It's been already been talked about for a while. We're talking about the last pay-per-view show by Ring of Honor. Now, some of you probably heard about that, that a lot of the wrestlers are no longer will be with the company. It was a decision that Ring of Honor made to release every last person who are involved with Ring of Honor. It's a sad thing to hear. I mean, they're good talent that they have. There's no denying about that. I just did not expect it. But however, there were certain changes that they had to make in this event. We were supposed to have Bandito involved in the main event, putting the world, the ROH World Championship on the line. But however, due to some circumstances he contracted COVID-19 and we hope he makes a, a, a good recovery that he gets back um, he was also supposed to be at another show uh, the following day which was Warrior Wrestling 17 um, it didn't happen that way so he was completely out and you know we wish nothing for the best but I have to say what I did like throughout most of the show is how they brought in um, the Ring of Honor alumni, wrestlers who have been with the with Ring of Honor in the past. Like, let me pull out my notes here because I have them saved up when I did the YouTube channel. You had guys like Impact Wrestling star Eddie Edwards. You know, I thought it was great that he was there. And then, of course, we got the current AEW uh, World Champion, Hangman Adam Page. 
the zombie princess, Jimmy Jacobs, the best in the world, CM Punk, Adam Cole, baby, the Young Bucks, and of course, Brian Danielson. So these guys made some great uh, talks. They talked about how Ring of Honor had uh, given them great opportunities, the friends they made along the way. That kind of thing never goes away whatsoever because these guys are so grateful for what, you know, for what Ring of Honor had done for them in the past. And there's nothing wrong with that, in my opinion. But you know what? I say let's talk about little bit by little the matches that they had. The first match was um, Dragon Lee versus Ray Horace. I thought it was a good match, more of a Lucha Libre style, which is something everybody enjoys. And it was good. Fortunately, it was Dragon Lee that won the match. Our next match they had is for the Ring of Honor World Television Championship in a four-way match. We have Joe Hendry, Silas Young, Red Titus, and of course the champion, Dalton Castle. Now, this was a very tough match for me to watch because here's the thing. One of these guys, if it's Dalton, they get to keep the title and take it home with them. But I did not expect the outcome going to Red Titus, but... I have to say this was a very good end ending for him, an end of an era, and he finally got this title. Next match is another championship. We have the ROH Pure Championship, consistent of the Mecca, Brian Johnson, versus the champion, Josh Woods. I thought this match was amazing. I thought great pure wrestling rules. However, I did like how Brian Johnson was saying, I play by the rules. No, you don't, jerk off. You don't. So basically, he tries to act that way. He even took shortcuts to ensure he wins, but it did not work. I look at Josh Woods. He's a freaking animal the way he is. He There was no quitting with this guy. Brian Johnson didn't know what to do. He had that look in his face like, what do I need to do to put him away? Well, frankly, Brian, you, you can't. You have to keep putting down the beast. But fortunately... He put him in some sort of like a, a, a similar silencer move on top of the turnbuckle, and he passed out. Yeah, so Josh Woods retained the title. Now, this next match, it was no championship. It was a, a special grudge match between Kenny King and Shane Taylor in a without honor match. Basically, these guys known each other for years, but Kenny King betrayed the trust of Shane Taylor uh, costing him the opportunity to become ROH World Champion when he faced Roosh. And this is one of those matches, like, it tells a story, like, Kenny King's, like, saying, you know, this and that and all of that. But I like how the ending went with Kenny telling him, come on, pull the trigger, hit me. And, of course, he did. He pulled the trigger. And I think it, it kind of tells a story. Shane Taylor, he's not holding back anymore. Basically, he did hold back in the past with Kenny King because he looked at him as a big brother, even though he's older than him, even though Shane is a bit more bigger than him. Our next match is for the Ring of Honor World Women's Championship between Willow Nightingale and the prodigy, our cha the champion, Roxy. I thought it was a good match because it showed Willow Nightingale 
did her homework. She knew exactly what she was getting herself into. She knew exactly that things were, that she had to um, dodge every move that Roxy was going to do to her. But every move that she made backfired until Roxy was able to pull off the code rock to initiate the one, two, three and retain the belt. However, it did not. The celebration did not end right there. All of a sudden, we just had the Impact Wrestling star and the current AAA Reina de Reinas champion, the virtuosa Diana Perazzo. Now, some things I did not notice about this is where people say they're comparing both Diana Perazzo and Roxy like they're the same, like they have similar styles, similar. Whatever they think they, they try to say. So, Diana Perrazzo has her eyes set on the on this title that Roxy has. She's becoming like the female version of the belt collector. Kind of like what Il, uh, Will Ospreay currently is doing. And what Kenny Omega was doing himself. And I think that kind of fits into why she showed up. And she's saying that she will challenge for that belt as soon as she beats Mickey James at Hard to Kill. So, basically, the deal was made. Now, our next match is an, a special match. We have Rocky Romero teaming up with Violence Unlimited, Brody King, Tony Deppin, and Homicide, but Chris Dickinson was right there too, taking on The Foundation, The Hot Sauce, Tracy Williams, Eli Ism, Tyler Rust, and EC3. This match was a freaking, you know, crazy veil, hardcore, in-your-face type of match. Not to mention, Homicide, if you guys know this, he was involved in the very first ever show from the Ring of Honor. And he was wearing the gear that he actually wore on the first show. I'm like, wow, I can't believe he's taking this back into memory lane for all of us. But it did. I didn't even know that. But it was great to hear all this information about him. And I'm like, very happy. And But however, it was... Um, who was it? It was Tony Deppin that actually won this match for Violence Unlimited to, to allow... Uh, no, no, Brody King. It was Brody King that uh, put out Eli-ism out and allowing himself to win. But however, that does not end. Later, here comes EC3 going around talking all this, like, not, like, being offensive. There are those that did took offense, like the Mecca, Brian Johnson, and Dak Draper, who, who um, recently tried to talked to him and he said that to Mech, he told Brian Johnson you didn't come home but he did say a phrase that I did not expect and that was control your narrative but we saw a guy we we're familiarized and I didn't know who it was it was Wes Blake now goes that West Weston Blake who was part of the Forgotten Sons he just made an appearance with another dude but he also said another word and that word is release the Titan and the Titan is this huge dude that later was revealed to be none other than Braun Strowman, now going by Titan. So basically, it's insane. Now, there is no way he could be part of Ring of Honor since they're closing their doors and all that. I don't know exactly where they're going to take this. They beat up everyone who was there. I mean, Dak Draper, um, Eli, and Brian Johnson. And they decided to take these guys with them. Like, they just took them sensibly without telling us where they're going to take them at. But... It was great to see that. Now, our next match we have is for the Ring of Honor World Tag Team titles. We have 
the Briscoes, Mark and Jay Briscoe, who have won these titles 11 times, taking on the current champions, um, the OGK, Mike Bennett and Matt Temmitt, and we cannot forget the first lady of pro wrestling, Maria Kanellis. I thought this match was like a slobber knocker match. It was so intense, not to mention pulling off the doomsday device on multiple occasions. And I thought people are t paying too much homage to the World Warriors. You know, as much as I love the World Warriors, I mean, you guys need to stop paying too much homage with these guys as much as you don't want to make this boring. But it was the Briscoes. It was the combination with Mark and Jay that allowed them to win to become 12-time Ring of Honor World Champion, World Tag Team Champions. And I thought it was great. But however, because of this, they were saying they are willing to challenge anybody, anywhere, at any time. The lights go out. Then we see FTR. Yes, FTR showed up. I didn't expect it. I don't think anybody did. And it became like a full brawl. They even tried to separate them away from each other. And I did not see that. I'm like, holy shit. This is going to be good. And I think the real speculation is happening. If FTR made their appearance here in Ring of Honor, does that mean that the Briscoes are going to make an appearance at AEW? I mean, the possibility is endless on that. But if it does, I would love to see it. Now, let's get to our main event. This is for the original Ring of Honor World Championship title. As you know, the, the one that Bandito has, he has it with him. He couldn't make it to the event. So, however, the replacement that they had was none other than a former champion himself who is now currently with AEW. Tony Khan said that he lend them a hand, lend them a hand and they put, the replacement was none other than Jay Lethal. That match was amazing. I think this is telling the story how Jonathan Gresham who has been world television champion? He's been pure ch division, cha pure championship, that tag team champion, but never the world championship. And I think this one tells us that he was destined to become the world champion. And I, I, I really, it's sad that he's the last, but he made it more memorable. It was Jonathan Gresham that put him in the octopus position and forced him to tap out. Becoming becoming the last champion of Ring of Honor. I thought it was pretty memorable. But I know it's sad that, like I said before, it's an end of an era. There's nothing we can do about that. But people, we know they'll be back in April. But the real question is, would it still be the same? To be honest with you, I don't know. I know some of you are questioning, will AEW pick up any of these guys? I don't know either. That is something... We're stepping into the unknown about this. Now, there are already those who are saying, rest in peace, Ring of Honor. You had a good run. We don't know yet exactly. But I'm curious to see what's going to happen when they do come back. But it's all talk, speculation, what's going to be. I'm not too bothered by that. But right now, let's just appreciate that Ring of Honor did had one hell of a show. And it will be memorable for all of us. So I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. I really did. I I only did two topics today. But for now, I'll just keep it that way because I got to do my YouTube channel right now. And will be uploaded in the following morning. 
But for now, I'll see you guys on the next episode on this channel. So I must bid all of you guys adieu. So goodbye. And have a nice day. Bang!